Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Hey, today we are here with Daria Baranato, a.k.a. WWE's superstar, Sonia Deville. She's here to talk about her very unique journey. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. It is so nice to be sitting here with two self-driven, strong, independent women. And here's the reason why you have a new member of your club today. My daughter, Sarah, just turned 18. Whoa! Yes. Happy birthday, Sarah. Happy birthday, Sarah. Today? Today. That's a milestone. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. She and she's hurt. like... She can now be with whoever she wants. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a really. You know I meant she can be really, whoever she wants. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> wow, just kind of kill the, blow out all the candles well, on that cake. Anyway, gross ginger shot didn't kill the vibe. Then she that is, definitely did. She is headed I can't to. Can't help it. I can't help myself. <laughs> she is headed to Boston or uh, Worcester, your area, for at Clark University. That's amazing. Uh, poli sci with a possible emphasis on education. Uh, or I guess a minor. I'm sorry. You did it, Sean. I did it. She's on her way. She's doing well. She. You must be feeling really proud today. I, I'm super proud. I'm, I mean, it's, this is going to sound. I hope this doesn't sound as bad as it does when people say, "Oh, you're going to miss her terribly." And I liken it to when we used to foster kittens, and people would say, "Oh my God, but how do you give them away?" And I think it's the same feeling of I said. Because when I foster a kitten and we help them and we know they're going to get adopted, I actually feel good instead of sad. We also have two cats. You know what I mean? So I couldn't keep them anyway. But I so feel you're good. Because you have your other daughter, you don't feel as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, no. The cats actually, you have. <laughs> it's more the other part that it's like I know I set her up for success and now she gets to go and get a happy, fulfilled life because I did the stuff to get her ready for the next step. It's like a proud moment. It's, it's a, a proud, proud moment. moment. But that's like, so I don't feel like, oh, what's my life going to be without my daughter here? It's like, no, I'm so excited for you. And this is the worst thing ever when we've talked about it. We can't wait till she turns 21 to go and share a beer together. Oh, is that a bad thing to say? No. I mean, I was sharing beers with my parents way younger than that. It was 18, but it was 18 in Maryland. So... That means it's actually twelve in Maryland. No, I'm kidding. But it's, <laughs> but it's but it was you know it was no, a fun thing. I think that sounds really do. lovely that you want to be yeah. able to do that. Yeah, we've already said like after she turns twenty one, St. Patty's in Boston. Oh yeah, that's happening. Southie baby. Yes. That Can you imagine? Seems like a crazy St. Patrick's Day. It's gonna be nutto. But uh, so I'm just. It's kind of neat to have this day be the day that I'm sitting here with, as always. 
uh, Miss Phenomenal, my co-host Roxy Stryer. Never gets old to hear it out of your mouth, Sean. The amazing Daria Baronado, a.k.a. Sonia Deville. What's up? And I'm sorry that you don't get to join the Strong Independent Women's Club, uh, Mr. Fontabulous, with Jeff Graham in the booth. Sorry, I'm married to a strong independent woman, so that can There right. you go. Yes, no. and my girlfriend Good is answer. one. So, uh, wow. It's she, uh, his wife is a strong independent woman. Really? But it is, I mean, listen, that's She's a, a boss. That's she is a, a boss. That's a whole other show, right? Yeah. That the guys who go, <laughs> I want a strong independent woman, and then they're terrified when they actually get one. Oh, that do you know is what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should just take a break from this show at some point and do Yes, an and just do that, that show. Yeah. Just do that thing. That yeah. Fun. So today we are here with Daria because through an AfterBuzz connection, I am now her acting coach. Um, we are working on several things, which we'll get into. But we went out to lunch a few weeks ago, and I just wanted to know her journey. I always do much better coaching people just to know, you know, their background and who they are so I can find a way to speak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline their language so why why is that sean though because you use things about their past to influence their performance uh no i can speak their language so i was teaching a surfer right and this young woman was a surfer and so i could say to her yes you have to learn the basics of jumping on the board learning your lines yes you have to know uh how the correct stance is on the board but when push comes to shove, you have to just read the situation, ride the waves, and see. So I could speak to her in her language. Better analogies. And so <laughs> for Daria, it, I didn't need to do any of that because I think it's because we're both back Easters. We're just pretty straightforward. And so, but because we had that lunch and I got to know her better, now I know how to communicate with her. I know that I don't have to tiptoe around things. She can she can take cr- constructive criticism. You know what I mean? So it just gets to know her better and in that uh, lunch I really realized that she has had a very driven flexible journey and I thought that was a perfect thing to bring on the show great yeah I want to hear more Yes, oh. you and you will. <laughs> and you will. And you will. But before we get into it, uh, we always start with uh, Sean's week. Should we give one a shot? Ready? Up, one. Or, up or down? I'll go, I'll go up. Okay. One, two, three. Sean's week. That wasn't bad, except that oh. it was super out of tune. Oh. I thought it was, we nailed this it. This is a weekly thing? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get better and better every week, so imagine where no, we no, started. No, 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 like three weeks ago, Wait, we nailed that one. Let's all do it. I got okay. one. All right, get where, it. Well, one. where are you going to go? No, I'm no, no, go she's, she's going to tell us. Don't Ready? Even know. Ready? One, two, three. Sean's <laughs> week! <laughs> there was like a... There was like a gremlin. There was like a... Some, it's like, like a yeah. stitch. That's nice. I have a lot of talents. Wow. And then we've just scratched the surface, folks. I didn't even know I was allowed to do voices. I know. I didn't either. Uh, I think I was in the box, rocks. All right. So uh, we always start with my week. So I – we uh, missed a show last week because I was in Memphis doing my first corporate improv gig. And I went in there. I had a plan. Um, When I went in, the guy I was working with, I worked with a bunch of executives. When you do these things, you can't talk about the business or the – you know, they're all – they're private. They don't want to 
let everybody know which corporation I was in and stuff like that. For... So you mean it's not that you didn't know which corporation you're in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean no, right no. now you're not going to tell us? Right now okay. I can't tell you. Got it. But it yeah. was basically ma- – I was working with managers uh, and, and their uh, anxiety or frustrations in doing live presentations and feeling comfortable in their skin. Can you say – It was the gist of it. Is this a big company, small yeah, company? Big, yeah, it's a big company. Okay. It's so you're a big working company. with dozens of people? Uh, it was like 25 people. All right. So I went in there and Now then, I know exactly what company it was. Yeah, you're going to say 25 people I've Here narrowed Here we go. It down. I've narrowed it down. <laughs> but they were uh, really – you know, I went in there, read the room. I had a plan to do like a really goofy, silly improv right at the front. Looked around the room, talked to a few people, and was like, "Scratch that!" And I'm not going to move that to the second day because I know they want to kind of ease into it a little bit. He called me up a couple times ago. Hey, Sean, can you expand on this thought? I had no idea that he was going to do that. So, uh, what do you mean? Like that he was. He would... Let's say he's talking about a certain subject of getting over anxiety. Uh, for doing your presentations and saying maybe it's about preparation and say you know and an actor is prepared just like Sean does before then you know they go up and do an audition Sean can you come up here and talk about that and it was out of nowhere and I'd have to go so up he there was making you improvise yeah exactly and wow. I, he'd bring me up and stuff and so the whole takeaway from that so by the end of the two days you know I always go in there and just go I never want to leave a bad taste. How do I adapt? And so I adapted, adjusted. I moved around my classes, was able to step up there. And, you know, this is definitely now something we will work together in the future. We had such a good experience. But my takeaway was, based on what I was saying about Dari and her flexibilities, I was flexible. I went in there with a plan, but I had to adopt and move and change and shift to make it work and fit the situation because you can only prepare so much. And that's great on our auditions too, guys, when we talk about auditioning. You can only do so much, you have no idea what the room's going to be like. It's also ironic because you went to teach improv and you had to improvise like yeah, Ratsu yeah. said. Yeah, exactly. So like- yeah, it was, it was great. And so I really learned how to read the room. You got to, I hadn't worked with... Uh, I mean, this is a guy I don't think I had seen in... I'd say safely, like, 38 years. Wow. And we worked really, years. yeah. <laughs> so we, hence the strong young woman <laughs> comment at the beginning. But anyway, so, it, you know, I had to learn his vibe and how he worked. And so it's really about having, and this is what I want to talk about today, an intention. My intention was I want to be really good, I want to succeed, and then your attention gets pulled away by things that change and stuff, but just keep going back to your intention. You said that you didn't want to leave with a bad taste in their mouth. Was there a moment, Sean, in which you thought that might happen? When he pulled me up the first couple times, he did say later on, he's like, if I any, any criticism, you seemed a little out of sorts uh, at the first couple times, but man, you turned it around. And I thought, yeah, I was, because I didn't know how it was going to work. Did you say that to him? Yeah. I said, well, I kind of didn't know I was going to work, but then I kind of got the vibe. And he was like, great. And then the next day, you know, he's, he's a guy who gives feedback for a living, right, to executives and people. And he goes, I have nothing bad to say. It was so good. You did such a good job. And so this is another opportunity for me to do something different and spread those wings in that area. So I'm very excited. But, again, flexibility, knowing what you want to do, and then your attention gets pulled and shifted, and you always just get back to your intention. And Daria and I talk about that all the time when we work together. Intention. We were talking about it yesterday, attention and intention and getting back to it. So before we get into the whole fabulous Daria Baronado journey, 
Roxy's going to talk to us about AfterBuzz. Yeah, and it's Tell something us. that Daria knows very well, having been an AfterBuzz TV host before. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal, guys. If you love our show, you actually can do something amazing to help us. You can go to iTunes. You can rate, comment, subscribe. Also on YouTube, that thumbs up. Give us a comment there. Why does that matter? Why does it matter that you guys do that? I'm not sure. Good improvisation, because you knew I was going to say it, but, but I'm being the, I'm being the audience. Really good. I'm shifting as the audience. So the reason it matters is because it actually brings us up in the rankings, so it's easier to find our show if more comments and more likes are there, and also because we read all of those comments and we implement them into our show. So we actually structure these shows around the questions that you guys have at home, and it helps us know what you need to learn, whether it's about headshots, reels, resumes, finding agents, who you want us to bring in as special guests. Write it in the comments. Give us that five star, that thumbs up, and we'll make sure we'll address all of them. I mean, there's nothing that we we can't talk about here. It's our show, right? That's correct. All right. Thank you guys so much, and we really appreciate that. Go do it right now. Right now. When are you going to do it? Right now. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to forget. I'll put and you in a headlock. There you go. I was just going to say. So I need to build my. I saw you do one of those last night with Maria Menounos, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. Oh, I... that was lockup. Oh, yep. The only thing. Oh, only... headlocks like this, right? Mm-hmm. With our theme music, I, I feel like nothing. we should just get uh, a group of. You remember, what are the gymnastics with the sticks and the ribbons? The, tons, the, the sticks and the ribbons, right? What's it called? Rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, rhythmic I'm gymnastics. A huge Olympics fan. I think some rhythmic. You trying to faster with that than anything you've ever. You've ever. Tried to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rhythmic. It's rhythmic. Rhythmic gymnastics. It's, it's rhythmic gymnastics. You are an. Oh. Is there such thing? I <laughs> that guess. That was so good. I was going to ask the question, is there such thing as an Olympic nerd? And yes, it's happened. Well, you found I, I found one. I think so. Yeah. Do you feel you're, you're an Olympic nerd? It is unhealthy. And we shouldn't get into it now, but when <laughs> That's the Olympics another come... We have I, two shows. Yes. Wow. We have two shows. Wow. Men Afraid of Dating Strong Independent Women, Olympic Nerds. Oh, we're just yes. we're going to get a whole other Spin-off. show. Spin-off shows. Totally. You guys are capable. I believe in you. But before we move on, I do just want to say that... AfterBuzz TV is something that's so near and dear to my heart, and to be back here in a guest role when I used to be the Sean or the Roxy interviewing guests, it's just, it's like a full circle moment where it's like, I don't care what side of this table I'm on, I just love being here. Yeah, you turned to me before you said, I kind of miss it. I do miss it. This is like one of my, so when I first, for those of you that don't know, when I first moved to L.A., um, I was trying to act and fight MMA and do all that great stuff, but I found AfterBuzz along the way. We'll talk about this later about yeah, being flexible. Journey, yeah, and it brought me on the most ridiculous journey that I could have ever imagined. How did you find AfterBuzz? Um, I don't think I know that. Hey, I hey, hey you're ruining my, oh, okay. my thing. You're ruining my, do you want to get my to it later? flow. Oh, okay. It's going to be there later. All right. Okay. It's going to be piece of the puzzle. To oh, don't be that offended. Be Come determined. On. Are you that offended? I look offended? I don't know. I'm reading your eyes. It's the eyelashes. It's the long. It's the long eyelashes. That my my (laughs) eyelashes look offended. I don't know how to help that. Roxy has great lashes. Chill lash. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, chillax. Chillashes. Chillash out. Chillax. Chillashes. I just chillashed out against you. Yes, to lashed out. I'm I love sorry. It. That's going to get in the zeitgeist, ladies and gentlemen. Don't just look letting so you know. <laughs> so, so I know because I, <laughs> I know. Look at I was just, I'm just a curious person. Okay? I'm just. An, <laughs> say, this is, we, we told you about this. She we doesn't told you about even this. go totally. here. Roxy's so, really good. So, at job. <laughs> all right. So, how did we meet? Brief. Like, how did we meet? Through Kevin Endergaro, put us together. Who yep. is? The founder of AfterBuzz TV. Yep. That's how we met. We were put in. I was on that text chain. Yeah, a little text yeah, chain. Yeah, you are. Rock chain. He, Rocks did the connect. He came to me, thought it was a great idea, ran it by Daria, 
and we hit it off pretty much right away. But was it like that for you guys both behind closed walls? Were you like, should I be doing this? Do I need this? And were you like, I don't know much about the no. WWE? Or how did that So go? my conversation with Kevin was, I want to do more acting. And he said, uh, Maria actually said, you need to start doing acting classes. And I was like, yes, I've been meaning to do it. It's one of those things where you have on a list in your notepad and your phone, mm-hmm. but you haven't. Right. deleted it or checked it off mm-hmm. and it's been there for like years literally it's been you in my move notes it to the next day over yes. and over yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. in my notes I'm not even kidding you probably since 2017 get acting classes yeah and I have not checked it off yet so I was like this is the time I'm gonna do it and then but my question to Kev was how I can't fly to LA you know right. I, I work you're in Florida whatever. I'm in Florida yeah and I travel so much for work already like how am I gonna do that and he goes He'll do Skype. He'll do FaceTime. And yeah. I was like, you can do that with acting classes? I didn't mm-hmm. think it was like an option. Mm-hmm. And then he put us in contact, and Sean's like, yeah, we can, of course, Skype or FaceTime. Yeah. Because it's coaching. So, it's coaching. Right. Yeah. It's a different thing. We're doing some acting technique, but we're doing several things. We're working on uh, uh, the WWE characterization yep. and the growth of Sonya Deville. We're doing, we've started some basic acting understanding stuff. And, you know, listen, I said right off the bat to Kevin, I said, I would love to help someone be on the path of The Rock. Why not? And John Cena, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, that excites me. Well, because also, who is the woman who's done that yet? I mean, we've got Batista, we've got uh, The Rock, Cena, like you just said, yeah. Miz. Like, a lot of them have dabbled or even have incredible careers. But I feel like there's a big door open for the first female powerhouse actress. Well, Ronda Rousey tried to do it in the in the, what was the movie, the Entourage movie. Well, she went in reverse order because yeah. she did the MMA, the acting, then she right, did it right, before right. the acting was before. That's the WWE. true. I just wonder, is yeah. there one that I'm missing? No, I mean um, Becky was in a um, a WWE Studios film, Marine there's Six, definitely or something people like who that. Have performed, right? But and and she's an amazing actor. Wow, but. No one that has really pursued it in the female department from the WWE. And that's something that I feel like the day I got hired with this company, I saw as my long-term goal. Right. Yeah. That was her intention. That's exactly what we're talking about is intention. So, all right. So that's how we met. So let's go back. There's, uh, you know... People have asked me, what was it with acting? And I've told you guys the story that I did Rumpelstiltskin in fifth grade, and I loved it, and I'd entertain mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters. What was it in, you were raised in New Jersey. Yep. What was it that made you think, and this was something that hit me, like junior high school, that I want to do, I want to make a bigger impact than this town. I'm not faulting people who like to stay in their town, but yeah. for the, what was it that made you think, I want more than this? Uh, I, different than this, at least. Different right. than this. Different yeah. than this, right? That does sound judgmental. Um, I, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey. People think New Jersey, they think like the city. They think, you know, you, yeah. you take the subway everywhere. Mm. Not my part of Jersey. I grew up in South Jersey, Shemung, New Jersey. Okay. Where there's Please say that one more time. Shemung, New Jersey. They wow. are Shemung us. People? Oh, that was good. <laughs> People? This is, I'm being pun-ished by Roxy today. Hardcore. Hardcore. I can't with you guys. I can't. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I know. It is. Um, yeah, it's a terrible. It's a people hear that town name and they're like, uh huh. Yeah, and it's still the town so that good. I come out to today. They, you know, when they introduce me to the ring, they say Sonia Deville from Shemong, New Jersey. I and love my that name. They're like, can you change the town? And I'm like, no, that's where you're from. That's where I'm from. Yeah. I love. But that anyway, name. so grow, growing up in a really small town, I always, uh, I was like, I was kind of like an outcast. Like I, I played sports, but then I quit playing sports my sophomore year of high school. Okay. And what were you playing? 
I was playing lacrosse, basketball, soccer. Oh, so all the sports. All the sports. Okay. So can I literally take, all the sports. So can I take you back before that elementary yeah. school and junior high school? You didn't feel like you had a, a, a click or a place to belong? Is that what you mm, mean? It, it was oh, So I always belonged in the sports community. So okay. my friends were the girls that played the sports, etc. But when I got to high school and stopped playing sports my sophomore year... Then I kind of lost a lot of those friends. Right. And I had my, like, two best friends that stuck by me. But sure. It, I was kind of like an outcast. I didn't really have, like, a thing. Your thing, right. Right. So I was always searching for that. And I, I remember I was 14 years old, and I was like, Mom, I want to be an actor. And mm-hmm. I would always, I was obsessed with crime shows. Criminal Minds, CSI, Law and & Order. And I wanted to be... Like, what's her name? Mariska? Um, Mariska Hargaday. Yeah, I wanted to be Mariska Hargaday. I can't even pronounce that, so I'm not going to try again. Um, but, like, that was my dream. I was like, I want to be a detective on a show like that. Like a procedural show. Yes. Okay. And I was obsessed with it, and I loved film, too. And but you didn't want to be an actual detective ever. You wanted to pretend to be a detective. Always. Yeah, I, mean, I, I did have hopes and dreams of being in the FBI, but I... Would much rather play an FBI. Yeah, but then no one gets to see that. I wanted, yeah. the, I wanted the fantasy world. I didn't want sure. the actual, you know. But regardless, so I was like, Mom, I want to do acting. But there's no acting coaches in Shemung, New Jersey. Sure. So my mom would actually drive me an hour to acting classes with this acting coach. Her name is Lisa Regina. Okay. Um, Where was that? In the more city? Closer to Philly. Okay. Right outside of Philly. So what was the town? Well, that town. Um, Do you remember? Starts with the uh, no. no but right a, outside. It's okay. Bumong. Yeah, Bumong. It was Bumong, New Jersey. Bumong, New Jersey. I knew it. Uh, Barrington. Bar- I, I, Barrington, New Jersey. Okay. I think. Barrington. Shout yes. out to Barrington. Yeah. I think. Anyway, shout out to Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. She was she was married to um someone from The Sopranos, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. So I started studying with her. My mom would bring me every week. And my okay. dad was kind of like, oh, such a waste of time and money. He didn't really get it. Right. And But I was obsessed with it. I would, okay. I, like, would literally watch shows and, and, and film, and I'd be like, I want to be doing that. Like, sure. I just became obsessed with it. Um, then later on, I would go through, like, times in high school where I wasn't the happiest. And my mom's like, you need to do something active, too, to, like, help your endorphins and stuff. So that's where I found MMA. Okay. And I wanted to, my dream was always, Mom, I'm going to fight and I'm going to act. Okay, but so wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. How do you find uh, yeah. MMA? Where okay. is that? Like, yeah. My, <laughs> the, I, <laughs> like, it's not something that you're like, well, you, you go, and then I was a pom-pom girl. Yeah. It's like, okay, I follow that. But right. finding MMA? Um, um, my uncle came over to my house. He was doing the decking in our backyard. And okay. his, um, his daughter was actually a ho- ice hockey goalie. Okay. And in her training of being a hockey goalie, she started to do some martial arts. That makes so much sense. What a so great idea. He's talking about it. And I go, oh, my God. I, like, fell in love with that. I was a very passionate kid. Like, anything yeah. I wanted to do, I would become obsessed with it. And I would right. have to do it. Yeah. So I was like, Mom, I want to be an MMA fighter. Okay. And she's like, okay. And this is the conversation. i never forget it. I go, Mom, should I learn how to play a musical instrument or should I fight MMA? Because that was the two we were deciding between because I needed an outlet, <laughs> you know? She goes, maybe learn how to play the guitar or something. And I go, okay, I'm going to fight MMA. Uh, <laughs> and she goes, of course you are. Yeah, of course. So then my mom, my oh God bless my mother, would then drive me an hour every day to my MMA training. In every addition day, to Lisa? Um, four days a week. But in addition, in addition to, to Lisa. Okay. So I'm now doing acting. I think I was doing acting once a week or maybe twice. And then I was doing the MMA four days a week. So my mom would literally come, wait, drive me to the next. Wow. And we would do this routine every week after she was done work after I was done school and then 
because I didn't get my license to my senior year of high school. Yeah. So then once I got my driver's license, I would take myself. And I remember my routine was um, I did this program called co-op. So I got out of school my senior year at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like the work study. Exactly. Yeah. I would go work for my dad for four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad owns a construction company, and I would clean the parts room where all wow. the parts were kept. Okay. And then I'd drive from there to training. Okay. And then training to home. And I'd heat up, uh, what was that, Stouffer's Mac and Cheese. And that was nice routine every day. Yeah. And like it's a lot just, of mac and cheese. I eat so much mac and cheese. Mine was uh, quick chocolate milk and uh, saltines with peanut butter. That was my after school snack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I make like three or four sandwiches and then like uh, chocolate milk. What's that stuff called? The um The marshmallow stuff? The powder. No, yeah. I love that. But like the powder chocolate milk. Ovaltine. Yeah, quick. Ovaltine. I got no, you. No, quick. No, I don't know what that is. Qu- you don't know. Does anyone know quick? Q U I K? I've never Nesquik? had chocolate Nesquik. milk. No, quick. quick. Oh, wow. It's it's Nestle's Quick. Oh. Yeah, look at that. Look that up. That's Nesquick. Ne- no, it's Nestle's Quick. He said no. No, it's Nestle's no. Quick. No, but Ovaltine, yeah, Ovaltine was the more nutritious version. Okay, Ovaltine was my jam. That's nice. So did you love it from day one? or were you like or MMA. MMA. Both. Or, 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 yeah. Well, because acting you said you loved. Yeah. You, you were going Obsessed there, but then you start doing MMA. Acting is one time a week. MMA you're doing four times a week. Yeah. Are you like, this is exhausting? Why am I doing this? No. I was obsessed with it. I don't think I knew what the word exhausted even meant when I was that age. I was just very like, I want to get out of this town. I want to conquer the world. I want to do whatever I have to do to be amazing like i just wanted to be something larger than life you know what i mean i didn't want to settle the thought of settling for whatever reason like scared me okay can i just do a quick takeaway for everybody that word is not allowed in my house exhausted Mm -hmm. i I mean not i mean on a consistent basis because there's a great line in the show girls and the season and the series premiere the series finale when she's alone in that house or whatever and then she's like her uh baby's not a taking to her nipple trying to do breastfeeding and she's just like i'm just emotionally exhausted and the mom has the best line that i've used all the time she says guess who else is emotionally exhausted she says who she goes everybody on the planet everyone so when my daughters would say well i can't do it i'm exhausted and i go not an excuse we're all exhausted we're all exhausted so that's That's huge to me guys just simply removing that word from your vocabulary or sparingly very sparingly then you open up a whole new mindset yeah that's interesting yeah i and i think it's hard because obviously we all like you said everyone gets everyone gets tired everyone wants to complain and everyone is is um entitled to complain and be in a bad mood yes of course i don't want to paint this picture that my journey i was like I'm perfectly fine. This is so fun. There was days where I did not want to get up of and go course. to school, and go to training, and go to work. It was a, it was a grind. But the general consensus and the mindset I had in that time was, I want to take over the world. I think this is my first step. And like we talked about on the Tomorrow Show last night, like I was always a fan of like tangible next steps. Like okay. I would never set my next goal as like to the moon. Yeah. I would set it to like, you know. Texas. The closest star. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, so uh, already you went for, and what were the sports you were playing before you left? Lacrosse, basketball, soccer. Okay. And so you left those. Yeah. And even though you wanted to have more and maybe take those somewhere out of Shemung, yeah. uh, then you switched and now you had 
one thing that acting that you love, but it wasn't enough. So you so already your flexibility of your intention of I want more, I want more, yeah, like I, had to change a little bit. Your attention went totally, and then you had to redirect it. Because I I think there's a common misconception, and I think that sometimes parents like when they see their kid bouncing from thing to thing, they go. You're all over the place. You can't make up your mind. You can't commit to something. And I think it's really important, and my mom did this so well for me, is she just supported whatever my journey be as long as I worked hard at it. Right. It's kind of a side note, um, but it sounds like your mom was ridiculously supportive of so supportive. everything. And um, I know that you didn't come out until later on in your journey. Yeah. Why was that something that... Were you nervous she was not going to be supportive of that? Or? I knew she'd be supportive. I just... I was in such denial within myself for the longest time just yeah. because of the like the place I grew up in. Like it wasn't yeah. common. I didn't know anybody that was gay. I think I had one gay friend in high school and she never even like came out. It was just like we all just knew. You and were were you worried for them and their station in the town? I don't I think I was more just not comfortable with saying it. Okay. I was like and I was also in denial. I was sure. like I'm not gay, am I? Mm-hmm. Cuz like I think also the fact that I didn't fit the stereotypical mold of right. what a lesbian is supposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. be or act like I I was just this girl that nobody would have expected. Maybe had someone said, Are you gay? I would have been like, Yeah, yeah, I am actually. You know right, what I mean? Right. And yeah. it took that opportunity that opportunity happened when I was like seventeen living in Florida when, when I just graduated high school, my friend's mom said to me, Honey, I think you're gay and I go, Yeah, I am. Like as soon as someone vocalized, kind of gave to you me, permission. Gave me permission. I was like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But like no one had ever said it. I had never really. Th- I would think it, but then I'd be like, no. I've been dating guys my whole life. Like I, there was just, I just had a juxtaposition in my head. I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Do you think that's part of why you loved uh, performance and acting and 100%. being somebody else at the time? Hundred mm, percent. Wow, interesting. And that's something that I've o- only started to explore in recent years. I'm like, wait a second. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Looking back at it, obviously at the time I wasn't—I don't think I was thinking that it was inside you, but you couldn't have verbalized right. that at the sure. time. That makes sense. So you're doing these things. You graduate high school. Then what? So this is a fun. So the day of my high school graduation, I packed my car and I drove to South Florida, and I didn't get in any colleges because my grades were terrible. Okay. So I um I went to like. A community college is called Palm Beach State University, okay. but it's a community college attached to FAU. And I I knew I did not want to go to college. I knew I was not a school person. I was not good with structure or anything like that when right. it came to like paying attention, whatever. So, <laughs> but I was like, I have ADHD really bad. But I was like, Dad, yeah, I'll go to college. But the real reason I picked South Florida was because the best flight team in the world is in South Florida, American top team. Okay. So my plan, my mom knew the plan, was... Yeah, I'll go to college. Like I, I figured maybe I'd get an associate's degree or something, but I'm just going there to fight MMA okay. full-time. With, okay. I'm going to walk in this intimidating gym, and I'm going to be like, I want to be a fighter. Because my training in Jersey, although it gave me the basics, it, I wasn't training on a fight team. Sure. I wasn't about to compete. I competed in like grappling tournaments. So where does the acting fit at this juncture? So, again, I was there to pursue both. So I was okay. doing background work on Glades and Burn Notice, which were the only two shows in Miami at the time. So I would drive down to Miami, and I would do background work on those shows like two, three times a week. My fraternity brother, Matt Nix, created Burn Notice. Wow. Yeah. good. For, yeah. We reacquainted ourselves. Frat bros ourself. for life. Frat Maybe. bros for life. Frat bros. Is there a symbol? 
Yeah, I don't no. want to do the wrong he can't show you. I, I, yeah, I, I would do the shake, but I would have secret. to. Yeah, I can't do the secret shake. I don't know anything about college. It's all right. <laughs> so, so you're doing. So you're doing extra work. You're yep. doing the stuff, and then I'm doing extra work I'm, for for money or for fun. Um, for both. But well, I want to get my foot in the acting door. It wasn't for money because it, you know, extra work doesn't pay well. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, but are you're paying for these classes, not the extra work, but obviously for the MMA school or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my my dad, my parents at this point were paying for it. My dad was paying for it, and I'll get to it where he realizes I dropped out of college. Oops. And is flipping out about the MMA stuff. What's realizes look like? Um, you told him or yeah. no? I told my mom. I was like, Mom, I stopped going to college, and she's like. Sweetie, you weren't meant to do that. She she knew. Wow. She knew I was not meant to she do that. She really knew woman. who you were. She is literally the best. And had she had the money to support me at that time, she would have. But okay. unfortunately, my dad was the one that sure. had the money. They were divorced. And so my dad was always fine as me doing MMA as a hobby. But anytime I would refer to it as a career, he just did not get it. Right. He was not on board. Okay. So the next couple years consisted of bartending to me. So then I started bartending so I could pay for my own stuff. Guys, we have talked about this on this show, a flexible job like bartending with shifts Yeah. They, so you can pursue your dreams. Remember that episode? And I hear it all the time. Yeah. The most you fun I have ever had yeah. is bartending and following my dreams. Mm. I, you, I did you, it for years also. Right? Loved like, it. Bartending Loved my waiting days. Fun. were so fun. At you Chin go Chin. home, you count your cash, you're Ugh. like... It's so gratifying. You're doing your own thing. Made so much money. So, so much, much money. Money. Yeah. So much Cash. money. Cash. I, I, yeah. I would, yeah. The good old days. The good old right, days. Guys? Good old days. The good old days. Yeah, when I, people go, I, I don't want to live in poor. Do the, when you're poor, it's the funnest time ever. It is. Yeah. I, I, Kevin always says there's no better time to be poor than now also because you can have a massive flat screen for 300 bucks. I will <laughs> quote, I will quote Prince where he said, the ride up front is better when you've been in the back. 100%. That's a fact. 100%. Uh, this kind of so, skips ahead, yeah, but I ahead. do have a quick question on that. So your dad, not quite as supportive with at least the MMA aspect mm-hmm. of it. Is he now... Uh, He's my biggest fan. Okay. He comes to every pay-per-view. But you kind of hold it against him? Like, you weren't no, there? He got on board with the MMA. So as the journey continued, he Great. eventually was like, I'm not going to support you if you're going to do this MMA stuff. And I was like, great, because not at the time I didn't say great, but I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was like, okay, I'm going to save up as much money as I can, and I'm going to move to California, the land of acting and martial arts. Great. There was opportunity for both out there. So um, we're skipping a vital part of the story. This is a funny well, story I always okay, tell. Okay, go ahead. Um, so when I was living in New Jersey, I moved from Florida back to New Jersey so that I could act in New York. Okay. So I'm all over the map, because once again, I was just going with what I felt at the time. Right. I was like, I'm I'm training and I'm acting in South Florida, but there's not enough acting here. Right. Let me try New York. It's a feasible thing because I'm from Jersey. Right. Moved to New York or Jersey, right outside of New York. Pursued acting in the city. I'd go to all kinds of crazy auditions. You know, right. I'd use the Actors Access and Backstage.com yeah. and all mm-hmm. those websites just to get whatever I could, little independent films, whatever, until one day I met this older man, Tony, and he had this script, and mind you, I was not out at this time. I was still dating men. Mm-hmm. He hands me this script, story. and it's an LGBTQ script. It's about two young women that fall in love, and um, one is a Muslim, and one is of Christian, and a uh, and so they fall in love, and they're like 
17, 18 years old and their moms find out and the Christian mother is not accepting of it. The Muslim mother is. And it's a really dramatic storyline where the Christian mother actually has the Muslim girl beat up. Wow. But in the process, the girl gets killed. Oh, no. That's a a heavy script. Very heavy script. But I read it. Loved it. Felt like... Got, I'm, I have an obsessive personality as it is when it comes yeah. to like passion and stuff. I became obsessed with it. And right. in the back of my head, I was like, maybe this could be my coming out somehow. Yeah. I swear to God I said that. Do I, you, uh, no, I mean, did you like say it, say it, or do you think you felt it kind of as a vibe? I said that in my head. Oh, okay. Because I, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to produce this movie. Okay. And hopefully get to work with some really great people. And you're a teenager still. You're 19, you said? Yeah, I was like 19. Yep. Amazing. Hopefully work with some great people along the way doing it. And hopefully at the end of it, when my family's watching this film, they can be like, is she gay? And I can be like, yeah. So. Interesting. It takes the craziest turn. So I'm up in my apartment right outside of New York City. I'm reading this script. I tell the guy, I'm like, whatever we have to do to make this film, we're going to make it. And I don't really think we can have a budget because I have no money and I don't know how to get funding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do any of that. I'm just a 19-year-old girl that wants to make a movie happen. He's like, well... I got a camera. I'll direct it. You can, you know, kind of find the locations that we can film at and some actors that are willing to do it for next to nothing. Yeah. And let's just try to make it happen. And I was like, all right. So determined I was. I held auditions in New York City and I got some actors that, you know, wanted to just work and get some footage. Wanted to work, get some footage. Yeah, get for their reels. And so I'll never forget me and Tony are holding the audition for, so I played the lead. I played the Christian girl. Sure. So we're doing a casting call for the person opposite me, the Muslim girl. And this girl walks in, and she was Greek, but could totally pull off Muslim. She had the the darker skin, and she was beautiful. And long story short, she ended up becoming my girlfriend for three years. Wow. Art imitated life, life imitated art. Wow. Amazing. We started filming. Um, We did a pre-production trailer to get some hype behind the film mm-hmm. and in the trailer shoot um, the director made us kiss mm-hmm. and he goes that was the most awkward thing I've ever seen the two of you need to go hang out get drunk together, do whatever you gotta do and get to know each other better because that it's gonna be awkward the whole film if this is what's right, gonna look like right if that's the way it's wow. gonna look I said okay I said come out to my apartment in Jersey let's go out to a bar or whatever the first time we ever went out it was on a double date that I set up with two guys wow so she wasn't out she was dating guys before me. Yeah. So we go out. We're we're dating these two guys, and halfway through the night, she goes, "You want to ditch them?" And I was like, "Totally!" Wow. And the two of us took off, and the rest is kind of history. Wow. And wow. We like that. This is my first girl, my first yeah female that I ever fell in love with. So yeah, we were head over heels. We're filming this movie. Nobody knows. We're not telling anybody. Yeah. So the director's just like, "Oh, you guys got comfortable," and we're like, uh. "Yeah, <laughs> totally." <laughs> That's amazing. She kind of didn't have a great home situation. And I I said, you want to move to L.A.? And she's like, that's my dream. I want to be an actor. Right. And I go, let's do it. Excellent. I I saved up five grand bartending. That's what you say you need. Yeah. Five to ten K. We've said that. Five to ten K. Yeah. We always say five to ten K. So five grand was good. I think I was comfortable at that. You wish you had ten. I wish I had ten. What year was this? 2013. Okay. 13 or 14. Okay. And so we drove our cars across the country separately, so we followed each other across the entire country. Right. we had to get both our cars sure. out there. 
And we lived in a studio apartment in Hollywood, Wilcox in Hollywood. It's called yeah. Vita Hollywood or something. And um, we just rough. We had cockroach infestation in our apartment. We lived with that for like eight months, and then finally broke the lease. We used to shop at Food for Less on on Hollywood, and we just did the grind. And we would go to audition, whatever auditions we sure. could. She got into MMA eventually. Kay. I was doing the MMA. Daria told me yesterday she was debating buying a Maserati, so we can <laughs> see how this story turns out. Uh, okay. <laughs> So I said I decently maybe I said I had a quarter life crisis and thought about it, but I <laughs> yeah, decided yeah, yeah. not From to. The girl who's living in a studio with another person with a yeah. Yeah. infestation. Yeah. yeah, you grew from there. So how did we? Cause we're, <laughs> we're we're getting towards the end of the show. Yeah. So I'm just trying to. So uh, you're you're in Hollywood. You're auditioning. Yeah. And where's the MMA at this point? Um, I'm training with a great fight gym okay. down here, Systems Training Center. I'm the most serious I've ever been about it in terms of progression and where I'm at. I took my first three fights. My dad ended up coming to the second one. Oh, that's amazing. And watched me knock a girl out and was like, well, this is cool. I'm on board now. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I think he came on board because he watched me prove myself. Here I am living in L.A., self-sufficient now. I'm paying my own bills. I'm doing everything on my own. And I'm still pursuing my dream. I didn't take the easy route out. I didn't go get a nine to five. I didn't settle. I'm still pursuing my dream. Right. So he kind of, as my journey progressed, he came along more so and more so. And especially with getting signed to WWE, now he's literally my biggest fan. Well, to to get it back to our theme here, your attention and your intention just keep lining up more often than your attention is off. Well, how more ironic is it that being a kid saying I want to fight and I want to act not knowing wrestling existed yeah. and then finding the one thing that We're, combines acting and fighting yeah that's yeah. crazy it was but did you look at it that way when you were because I know that Kevin mm-hmm. and Maria approached you about going yeah. to the yeah. WWE um, Kevin called me I'll never forget his words on the phone he said you're probably going to say no but hear right. me out and he said WWE's doing this reality show tough enough and you know I- I'm not saying we can get you on but you, you can get your you tryout. Are you even interested? Yeah. He's like, I think you should do this. I think you should do this. It'd be really good. And I said, I'd love to. And he's like, what? Why did you say yes so easily? And I was like, because it's competition. Like, I love competition. I'm a lifelong athlete. Like, yeah. that, that was like a dream to me. I was like, yeah, I'll be on a competition show. Sure. Not really getting into the wrestling at that point, but yeah. just a competition show. Yeah. Then fell in love with wrestling and the wrestling, right. you know, kind of history. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So you're always, it sounded like you're always adapting you're always kind of going with what's going on. So where did your acting, you know, in terms of, like, legit TV show, stuff yeah. like that acting go when you do WWE? You know, not to I hope that didn't sound wrong. Like, not, no. not legit, but you know what, what mean, I mean? Do like, you mean more straightforward acting? More straightforward TVs, films, things like that. So I, were you okay with that going in, going, okay, well, this is going to be a means to an end? Or how did you see it? Well, I saw the WWE being a performance. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to live out all my creative necessities and needs and urges through WWE. And everything that you literally had done and trained for all kind of comes together. Right. Because I didn't have a break in acting. I didn't have anything big, you know, take off, really. I made my one indie film and I was like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really was at a plateau with that. But with the MMA, I just kept going and kept going. And then when I started doing After Buzz, I was fulfilling a creative need here by being on air and talking to people and interviewing people. So I was kind of just, like you said, going with the flow and being flexible, knowing my end goal. Yes. Not knowing how I'm going to get to it or what it is. But I got to it by just going with the flow. I ended up doing 
sports entertainment, the WWE, which like we yeah. said, is the culmination of everything I always wanted to do. That's amazing. It's funny because uh, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, maybe not, but Tony Robbins says, uh, he said that, you know, when pilots take off and they go, we're going to Hawaii, they know that. But there may be a storm. There may be this. They're always going up and around and different. Right. You know, they'll say, hey, we're going to be going for 15 more minutes or something like that. But they know they're going to Hawaii. And that's kind of the way that you look at a journey like that. And you're chuckling. Why are you chuckling? Uh, you because, be, because when you said it, I was like, well, only some of them like Hawaii fi- uh, 5.0. And like, but then I realized you meant pilots like the people oh. flying the plane. Oh, not what pilots, you, you, like a TV show like pilot. A, see, this is this is oh, what I'm talking about. Like, only us. And I was like, not everything shoots in Hawaii. Only, only Roxy and I would say pilot flying to Hawaii and Roxy think it's a TV show. I was like, well, lost. You know, some yeah, yeah, some, some pilots, but not, not that, right. when pilots take off. Really that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what happened. That's though. what happened. So I giggled because I realized <laughs> about halfway through you were not talking about the kind of pilot I was talking about. That's really funny. Yeah. I was like, I guess if they can't shoot in Hawaii, yeah. they could find a different place. Yeah, they yeah. could film somewhere else, probably. <laughs> but, but but that's what we're trying to say, guys. If you know you want to do this, you have no idea. I didn't know I was going to the Groundlings. Roxy didn't know she was going to end up at uh, After Buzz. No. You know, I mean, you you just keep your eyes on the prize and then kind of going with everything. Yeah, and. And then you kind of merge in. So your journey is not even done, not even close, no, right? No, it's you're, just getting started. You're just getting started. And I, but I want to talk about the acting that we've been doing before okay. we go here. Because okay. I don't want to miss out on that. And I just want to say that... Roxy knows I have a hard time talking about myself. So Yeah, you, you do. I'll but do I, it for you. I no big deal. I think that instead of talking about... Because I want to get to your story from the set, but I think we push it to... It, next, uh, we let's will, push it. Yeah, because you have an awesome uh, story from the set this time. Yes, but I'm I want to talk about how you guys got together. Because like you said, yeah. Kevin kind of put uh, everybody on a group text. You guys ended up being able to meet for lunch, but then where do you go from there? How does that take off? Well, we were talking about uh, fleshing out her character right. and what that means and how to bring it, uh, bring, make it fuller, yep. make it uh, something where it's not about learning lines and doing this, and how do we differentiate herself? How do we give her a persona that, that is unique? That was my biggest thing when, yeah. I, when I met Sean was I was like, Sonya Deville is a badass. We know that. And but she hadn't really established a personality. Like I don't think fans were able to say Sonia's likes and dislikes, right? Or her character traits, and that bothered me because I was like, I need to figure out who the hell Sonia is. So and what Sean taught me, which is genius, is if you know who your character is, you'll know how to answer any question as your character. So now that I know who Sonia is and what she believes in and where she comes from and her backstory. You could ask me anything in character, and I'll be able to answer it because I know her thought process and her psyche. But does WWE never have those conversations with you? Well, I mean, we have promo class when you're in NXT and developmental and training. But it's once you get past promo class, once you're on Raw or SmackDown, it's on your own to keep pursuing and uh, creating your craft and furthering your character. And so writers can give you a script, but they're not going to sit there with you for hours. They don't have time. Yeah, they've got a lot to juggle. Listen, this is what I learned on soap operas, too. The people who did really, really well were the people who, 
yes, they have a storyline, right? But they had to take the time, and it moves quick, just like WWE. They had to do the same thing. They had to do a backstory. So to answer your question, and she kind of answered it, the first thing I did is say, we need you to write a backstory. I want you to, who is Sonya Deville? Can you share a little bit of what you guys came up with? Well, I mean, it was just, uh, there was, um, you know, basically about, I, I took moments in her life, and then we would, make it more dramatic as if like when she quit sports we said you know then those girls became kind of mean and that hardened her do you know what i mean like we would just like tweak things and make it you know to fit into this character which part of the backstory do you feel like you're implementing the most now in the character good question it's the fact that sonia understands the long game yeah she's um sonia's very calm and collective she understands the importance of loyalty and yeah. that's something that she values and cherishes. So Sonya's loyalty to, to Mandy right now is everything. So yeah. it's very important. So it's really, really kind of like this. Uh, and we took the jersey and we took the Italian. Yep. And we were like, okay, she's kind of like a mob person. I'm building the – I'm here's my journey. Who's coming with me? You better be loyal. If you're not loyal, that's fine. I don't have to – I'm not going to get you now. But you're going to get yours in the long run. Yeah. You know? Sonia is, um, like, I'm a cool person. I can get along with almost anybody. Right. Just don't Don't, cross me. Yeah. Don't cross her. Don't cross her. So we're building Mm -hmm. this persona. I wonder what that means for the future. Yeah. And our favorite, you know, line is uh, from Mm -hmm. The Godfather. It's not personal. It's business. Yeah. And it's that's personal, it's just business. Yeah. So she's kind of emulating this kind of Jersey Sopranos esque. What mob do you guys character. do in your Skype sessions then? Are you are you rehearsing specific character moments or promos that you're doing? So or? none of that is available to us because when we get our promos, it's the day of T V and so that's why what we do isn't rehearsing lines. It can't be. Can't but be. it's character development. It's character development. So that he trusts me when I get the script that I can interpret it myself and just be Sonia when I when I perform. And, and they, are you watching some of the performances now? Well, sometimes if, they have texted me and I've been able to coach them like minutes before I've they go on. I FaceTimed him with Mandy in the locker yeah. room and he's literally giving me FaceTime lessons. When I'm right available, like amazing. I literally it's do incredible. that right off the thing and I'll do, run rehearsals with them really quick and I'll yep. say, Mandy, why don't you adjust this a little bit? Sonia, do yep. this, you know, and then we'll we'll go from there. So, so you're now kind of Mandy's uh, acting coach. Oh, no. A little bit, a yeah, little spillover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. loves it. She was so. She was like, he is so good. <laughs> and like I was saying the other day, and I've got a lot of tweets about it. Like, fan, people are realizing that I'm putting in the work, and yeah, it's such a good feeling to know that people are seeing the progress and seeing the difference. So, Sean, you're the man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's a lot more to come, people. A lot more to come. You haven't seen beginning. anything yet. Yeah. You haven't seen anything yet. We have a lot of tricks up our sleeve. It's going to get very exciting. Uh, Mr. Fantabulous is letting me know that we're the end of our journey, but not the end of Sonia Deville's journey, not by a <laughs> long shot. So uh, where do we find you, Roxy? Oh, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. All right. You can find me at Sonia Deville WWE on Instagram and Twitter. Don't Mis- come on my Facebook. It's weird and creepy. <laughs> Mr. Fantabulous. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. I love this interview, guys. I've just been grinning ear to ear in the booth here. So, oh, so much fun. Yeah. And Thanks, uh, I'm at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Sean Whalen Peeps. It's a group on Facebook. Wow. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.